It's game day, ladies and gents. The Maple Leafs and Capitals tango down at Scotia Bank Arena. I will actually be in attendance for this one. It's the first time I've been a fan at a game in over two years since COVID. Uh, so we're going to tee up that game. Should be a lot of fun. Ovi versus Matthews. It's always a great matchup. And there's something I got to get off my chest before we get into any of that. So uh, why don't we do that now? You're listening to Locked on Leafs. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Leafs podcast, one-stop shop for all things Leafs. I'm your host, Mike DiStefano from TSN 1050 Toronto Radio, also known as Al's brother from TSN's Overdrive and TSN 1050's Leafs Lunch. Joining me, it's my co-host, Dave Morissuti uh, from Sportsnet, also writer for the NHLPA. Locked On Leafs is a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast, so be sure to subscribe for free wherever you get your podcast from. You can now also catch us up on video on YouTube Locked on Leafs, and today we'll be giving away the fourth word in the sentence, in the phrase uh, that you'll need to know for tomorrow's episode on Friday. So make sure that you uh, keep listening to the show at some point. You never know when it's going to be. Uh, I'll give you today's keyword uh, for the Austin Matthews, Tim Hortons collectible stick giveaway. Uh, all right, so Leafs and Capitals uh, play tonight. Should be a fun game. Always is. Last time, uh, Leafs took it 5-3. to three. Last time these two teams played, and I bet you the Caps probably going to want to get the revenge on them. Uh, and funny enough, it's not too often you see a, a game go by where Matthews and Ovi play each other and don't score a goal. That happened last time. I bet it does not happen again this time. We'll get to that a little bit later. But I want to get something off my chest here, uh, Dave. And I didn't tell you what we were going to talk about right off the hop. I kind of wanted it to surprise you a little bit and perhaps, you know, just get your raw emotional feel about this question, about this topic. But I do see that you're sitting there with a Blue Jays jersey on, which goes perfectly with what I want to talk about tonight. You're sitting there with a Vlad Guerrero jersey. That's what's on the back of that. If you're not on YouTube, he just turned around and showed you, says Guerrero Jr. By the way, if it would have said Morissuti, I would have kicked you off the podcast. Because I think that is nope. a massive Jersey foul. We can get into that on a later podcast. But what I want to get off my chest is, is how lucky we are right now as a Toronto sports fan base. And I feel like we're not appreciating it enough, especially with this Maple Leafs team specifically. You know, like this is locked on Leafs, so obviously we're going to tailor it and, and talk a little bit more about the Maple Leafs. But if you look at the Toronto sports scene as a whole, we're in a golden age of being a Toronto sports fan, right? Like you've got Vlad Guerrero Jr., who literally just hit three home runs against the New York freaking Yankees in Yankee Stadium and said, hey, how you like them apples? And just went out and got the victory over the Yankees, the big bad Yankees. He's the best hitter in Major League Baseball, hands down. Best hitter in Major League Baseball. You've got the Leafs who are a top, and, and you know the Jays as a whole, competing for World Series this year. They're expected to compete at least. The Maple Leafs, top five team in the NHL, with the best pure goal scorer in all of hockey in Austin Matthews. Right, They put on a good show almost every night, unless they're playing the Buffalo Sabres. Then they come out and play like crap. What are you going to do? But typically, it, it, it's a, it's... They're worth the price of admission, mostly. 
in most cities at least. But at the very least, this is a team that is so, so talented, so good, and they've got unbelievable players, possibly the best player on the planet in Austin Matthews, another guy who's pushing to give you top 10 consideration in Mitch Marner. You've got a bunch of real solid players and core players around him. The Riley's, Tavares, Nylanders, uh, TJ Brody. Like there's just so many good talented pieces that's around that team. Uh, they, they're, they're also a, a fun team to watch. And I feel like we don't, we're not enjoying it enough because there's too many people that are focused on the negatives and not the positives. And then the Toronto Raptors, in the same boat, a young, fun, up-and-coming team with guys like Scotty Barnes, Pascal Siakam, Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi. There's some serious young talent in this city. We've never been in such a positive golden age of Toronto sports before. Dave, you've lived here your entire life. I, I mean, we're both 90s kids. We've never been able to celebrate the Leafs. Jays and Raptors all at the same time. You've got the Argos, who are an intriguing team in the CFL. You've got TFC, who's made a couple of big-time signings. You know, even the Toronto Six had had a really solid season, yeah. making it to the semifinals. Like, all in all, I think that Toronto sports fans don't really – we haven't really grasped how much of a specialty it is to be, you know, in, in – to have such great teams to root for and to cheer for all at once. We've never been in this situation. I feel like we're kind of taking it for granted. And I just wanted to bring it out and, and just kind of talk about it a little bit because truly we need to celebrate these because Toronto has gone through so many crap and dark years, whether it was with the Blue Jays, with the Raptors, and certainly with the Leafs. And now, you know, all those big core three teams of the city, they're all hit young. They've all got a lot of talent and they all have bright futures. And it's just so much to watch and just be a fan of. No, exactly. And, you know, when was the last time you saw all three teams in the playoffs and considered, you know, like, are the Raptors, you know, title contenders? Probably not this year. Are they a team that you could see contending for a title? If they keep going in the direction they're going, yeah. The Blue Jays, everybody's thinking World Series this year. Out of all the three, I think the, the one that the one team that kind of gets, you know, people are kind of iffy on is the Leafs. But you can't argue, as you said, with the elite talent that is that all three teams possess, the way they play, and the passion, right? Like, if you think about on certain nights, you're gonna have to decide, like, let's say a Saturday. This Saturday, you're going to have to decide between a Raptors playoff game, a Blue Jays game, and a Leafs game. Like, some people are going to have to to really, I think most people, I would assume, are going to go for the playoff game with the Raptors. That's just kind of not. Luckily, I, I think the Raptors game, I think they staggered it, so it's an afternoon game for game one, Raptors and Philly. And then at night you've got the the Blue Jays, or at the you've got the Maple Leafs, but I assume the Jays is a daytime game. So they that make was it a mid-afternoon yeah. game as well. Yeah, so you've got, you know, all day. Uh, this Saturday is going to be a fantastic day of couching if you're a Toronto sports fan. Because you've got game one of the playoffs for Raptors and Sixers. You're going to have, who are they taking on, Houston or the Athletics? I think they got the A's this weekend. Yeah, the A's. And the A's yeah. are an interesting team right now if you've watched what they did. They are. The they, yeah, they beat the Rays tonight as well. So you've got the A's coming in, a Matt Chapman revenge game perhaps, uh, you know, for, for the Blue Jays. That should be a great game. And at that point, you'll have what? 
possibly Manoa starting that game on the Saturday if things because Thursday should be. No, maybe it'll be Re- no Thursday Ryu or Thursday should be uh, what's his name? Unless Thursday's a travel day, Thursday could be a travel. I day. know that on it Friday, Ryu or Manoa. Six man. I mean, we're gonna get into, we we gonna ask our friends over at Locked On Blue Jays more about this, but I do know that they are planning to use a six starter on Friday, and that would be Ross Stripling, for what I've I've read. But yeah, no, like. And that's another player we didn't bring up was Alc Manoa. Yeah. Again, like the just a fun, young, up-and-coming pitcher for the Blue Jays. Uh, yeah, it's it's so much fun. But to go back to, like, this Saturday, it's just going to be a whole day. You've got the Blue Jays in the mid-afternoon. You're going to have the, the Raptors in the afternoon. And then, so I guess you'll just be flipping back and forth between those games. And then you've got the Maple Leafs taking on uh, the Ottawa Senators. But an old Battle of Ontario getting reignited here. I, I think it'll be uh, it'll be a... a a real fun Saturday, and and I don't know if um, we. I guess we haven't really talked about this yet. Uh, I guess this is a, a good time to bring it up since this is all happening. But they're bringing back Jurassic Park. They're bringing back what they call it for the Maple Leafs, which is Maple Leaf Square. Maple Leaf Square. Maple Leaf Square is going to be back, uh, so you can go during the playoffs and you can cheer and root on the Maple Leafs and the Raptors. And then I would assume that you know, hopefully the Blue Jays have the season that they can have. You'll be able to do the same thing. Maybe they'll call it the bird's nest at that point in time. Um, and, and that's really cool that they're opening that back up after a couple of years. Obviously, due to COVID, you couldn't have those type of uh, gatherings. But now, you know, it's all fair game. They're opening it up. I think I saw, though, that you have to sign up uh, and you'll get a QR code if you want to go. You can't just show up. But it's still going to be free. But you do just kind of, I guess, reserve your spot. And then once all the spots are given away, then – um, you'll get locked out and said, sorry, you know, full crowd, I, actually, I suppose. I actually but. don't mind that idea. I've been to a I don't few either. Those. Cause then you're it's not going to get in. You're waiting yeah. hours in line. And I, I've, I'm a, I'm a huge, I, I hate the whole idea of lining up for those things because somebody could go and line up like eight hours before the damn thing starts. Like, I'm sorry. I'm not spending eight hours. To go I want from the comfort of my own home. If that's I have a sixty-five inch screen TV, I I think I will manage if I can't get. Look, I there. Go it's to fantastic. a bar. Go to a bar. You'll still would be with a bunch of hooligans. Just go to the bar. Go down on King oh, Street yeah. West. Go hit up. I don't know. Like, well, go hit up any bar down there you want. Uh, you can hit up like Office Pub, which is a decent little spot. You can you hit up sports if you can real sports also for a leaf game. Yeah, of course. A real Raptors game, real sports across the street. Although that gets busy too. Like well, that's the busy, overflow. You kind of got to show up a couple hours for real sports as well. Yeah. Like I, I totally, like, I, I do like that idea though. Cause we're, we're getting into the point nowadays where I think, I think the whole waiting in line thing is we're, I'm done with that. <laughs> I did it during COVID when I had to go into the grocery stores. I'm done with lines. Done with that, eh? Done with that. Well, it, it's just nice that we'll be able to have that option again after the last couple of years, not being able to congregate as a fan base and celebrate these teams. It just makes sense to go back to the original point. It's a golden age where we'll all be celebrating, you know, with the Raptors. Hopefully they can go on a nice little run. They're going to go up against the Sixers. You got Toronto, who's got the final stretch, and then they'll be into the playoffs, and you'll hope that they can finally exercise those demons and end up going through 
you know, past the first round and possibly beyond, hopefully beyond. And then you're going to have the boys of summer and Vladdy hitting dingers. And that's going to be extremely fun to watch. Like we saw happen tonight. Uh, I'm assuming this is going to be a regular occurrence of this guy just rounding the bases. Uh, but it's a good time to be a Toronto sports fan at the end of the day. We're going to have to do like a triple crossover pod with, you know, everybody at, at Locked On Jays and Locked On Raptors. Just kind of talk about what, uh, what all the, the fan bases are up to and what all the teams are up to. We'll have to do that. Typically, I do. Uh, we do do one around this time of year with the playoffs approaching. We're going to have to try and set that up with uh, with the guys uh, over at Locked On uh, Jays and Locked On Raptors. Um, all right, let's take a quick break. When we get back, we'll, we'll tee up the game tonight between the Leafs and the Washington Capitals. Uh, and before we do, let me tell you about our friends at betonline.net. It's your number one source for all your betting stats and sports info. Find all of the latest sport developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's basketball playoffs, NHL playoffs, and the start of Major League Baseball season. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sport wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Welcome back into the Locked On at Least podcast. I'm Mike DiStefano. I've got Dave Morissuti with me. We are your hosts here at Locked On Leafs. And speaking of the Maple Leafs, the Washington Capitals roll into town. And uh, Dave, this might be the hottest team in all of hockey right now. They had a players-only meeting about a week ago. And since then, they've rattled off four straight wins, three of which against top playoff contenders, and then an absolute Ass kicking to the Philadelphia Flyers on Tuesday night, nine to two. The Washington Capitals ain't no joke coming into Scotiabank Arena tonight. Where are your thoughts at? Well, after what happened on Tuesday, somebody asked if I was worried about the Leafs, especially after the show. And I said, You didn't watch the show, did you? <laughs> and then I said, <laughs> Bad no, friend. Terrible friend. Yeah, I know. I'm not worried. Until I see how they play against the Washington Capitals, because, yeah, I saw that in the same light the Leafs lost to the Sabres, the Washington Capitals, you know, kicked the living bleep out of the Philadelphia Flyers nine to two. So I'm like, oh, this is a team that's real. Like, you know, it's funny because some people are like, oh, I don't know if Washington's really for real this year. This is this is what teams like Washington does. No, they go through their lulls during the season. But when it comes to that point where you, they need to get everything in gear they're going to pick that time to do it right and they've done that right they they beat the they beat the lightning they beat the penguins they beat the bruins like those are tough tough teams and i I think this is a good thing for toronto because they i think they need another challenge like this just to kind of sheldon Keefe. i think needs this team to go through a team like this after what happened against buffalo yeah, I think so, too, just to kind of get the team back, uh, snap out of it, right? Like, this is a, a squad in Toronto that, for whatever reason, plays down to their opponent and up to their opponent. And when you've got the hottest team in hockey, or one of, at the very least, um, rolling into your town, rolling into Toronto, um, you're well-rested, right? You've been at home. This is a bit of a home stretch that they're on. you got to make sure that you're ready to play right from the start of the game, especially in response to 
how poorly that the team last played when they were out there on the ice against the Buffalo Sabres. So I'm with you. I think that Toronto, uh, this is a, a good test for them um, just to get back into it, get their heads back in, in the right frame of mind. It just almost seemed like the game against Buffalo was just kind of an obligation. Like, yeah, we have to play game 73 on the schedule. I suppose we got to do it. So let's just get it over with. And they ended up not having, you know, their heart in the game and it cost them at the end of the day. I don't see that being the case here against the Washington Capitals. I think they'll have their a game. I think they'll be ready to go right from the drop of the puck. Um, last time these two teams played, that's kind of what happened. The Maple Leafs ended up with a three, one lead uh, early on in that game. And they were able to kind of ride it out and, Washington got back into it, and then Rasmus Sandin, nice setup by Justin Hall, if you recall that goal, right. um, ends up getting the lead 4-3. They pop it an empty netter, 5-3 final. They get the full two points. But there was a good game, and they played them extremely well. And I, I, I we'll, we'll see much of the same tonight. Plus, here's something that I'll be looking forward to. Um, I, I always look forward to Matthews and Ovechkin whenever they go toe-to-toe against each other because you just assume – like we're going to see some, you know, serious fireworks between these guys. And with Matthews on the precipice of hitting not only his 60 goals, but he's actually just one point shy of hitting a hundred for the first time in his career. That centennial mark, which is a massive milestone as well. I, I believe that he's really going to want to be doing it tonight. You know, he'll be absolutely engaged in this one in a way that he just wasn't on Tuesday night. And I think it'd be pretty cool if he could pot uh, a couple of goals and hit that 60 mark with Ovi in the building. You know, I, I feel like there'd be a little bit of motivation for him to do that. And not only will Ovi be in the building, but so will I. So I really want to see him get a, get a couple of snipes uh, in tonight. Yeah. And I, it's also not just Matthews. I want to see go get going. I want to see, the the rest of the team they, they just need to find a game where they get scoring from all different places especially the the third line you know William Nylander David Camp and Pierre Engvall they've been okay I had a question for you Dave yeah do you think tonight because there was no practice uh for the Maple Leafs after mm-hmm. the Sabres game they had the, a scheduled day off um, so we we didn't get a chance to see what the lines might look like. And uh, I'm sure we'll get the answer by morning skate, but we are not privy to that information as we were recording the night before. And that's just not the we're not going to have that information. But from what you saw out of the second and third line in that game against the Sabres, do you think that is an opportunity now for Sheldon Keefe to maybe try and put Tavares and Nylander back together for this game? Yeah, I Sheldon Keefe seems to be very stubborn at times when it comes to his lines where he moved them away because he was, I think he was sending them both a bit of a message. Yeah. Like you guys are just not working together. I don't know if it's just the way you got, if it's something you guys don't are having issues with. Like, I, I just think he was trying to send a message and it was working for a while. At the same time, you gotta, you gotta think big picture here. Big picture is you're going to need your best players playing together. And I know, look, Eli McCabe has done very well in that line. He's not the guy I'm looking to move. If I'm looking to move somebody off of Tavares's wing, it likely means Kerfoot moves down to the third line, which I think still works. Yeah, I agree. I and agree. Is it is it that big of a change? I feel like 
at some point, if Will and Dan is going to play the rest of the season on that third line, you're going to start hearing the chatter of what's going to happen with William Nylander at the end of the season because well, no chatter's already picked up. It's, really picked up. it's going to continue if, and by the playoffs, he's not on that second line. Yeah, you're. Yeah, he can silence it. He can silence it much like he did in the playoffs last year, where he was arguably the the least best player. Yeah. Um, and he silenced it now. And then at the beginning of the year, even when Austin Matthews is hurt and then trying to ramp up and get back to to what he became, you know, he was the best player, the best forward, and the most consistent guy for the first month or so, six weeks maybe even of the season. While Marner and Matthews took a little bit longer to get going, but since then it's been so inconsistent. Uh, but there's nine games to go in the season. That's it. Just nine games to go before game one of the Stanley Cup playoffs. And if if Sheldon Keith believes that this team is most optimal when those guys are in your top six and that duo of Marner and or, or of uh you know Marner and Matthews together on the line one, then line two, you've got Nylander and Tavares. If that's what's most efficient and optimal, you keep that third line as a checking line, a traditional checking line. And per, like personally, I think that is when they're at their best. But I do understand that it wasn't working for quite some time there between Tavares and Nylander. But they've been separated now for a couple of weeks. Maybe this is the time to put them back after a bit of a a, a stinker on on Tuesday night. But like I said, only nine games left. That's not a whole lot of time to uh, to 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 keep tinkering. I think at this point. Get them going. Hopefully, they can catch, uh, you know, lightning in a bottle. Get on a heater as the playoff approaches. Refine that chemistry, that flame that we know is there. They've played well together at times, and maybe it's the combination of, like you said, McKayev instead of Kerfoot that can really bring that line together and uh, see production come from them, specifically at five on five. Yeah, exactly. And I, I personally, I just think Tavares feeding the puck to Leelander will mean a lot more than Tavares feeding the puck to Alexander Kerfoot at the end of the day. Yeah, much more finish, much more finish uh, with Nylander. I know he's Swedish, but he's got better finish than uh, than the American Alex Kerfoot. Ba-dum-ts. Yeah, lame jokes, lame, lame jokes. Um, the other question mark coming into the game is uh, Jack Campbell. So he missed Tuesday, right? Didn't play the game on Tuesday. Uh, due to general soreness was the label that we were given for Jack Campbell. Don't really know the severity of it. Could just mean it's another term for, yeah, we just want to give him some load management down the stretch because I'm sure everybody has general soreness at this point in the season. So it's a bit of a I got general soreness going on right now. Like Exactly. Like me too, man. I got some back issues. My knees don't feel 100%. Like I feel like I'm 48 years old and I'm only 27. But that's a story for another day. Uh, But Jack, I mean, I, I think, you know, you could say the same about Tavares. You could say the same probably about Morgan Riley. Um, you know, I bet you Mark Giordano has some general soreness from day to day. So it's it's not like an overly concerning thing, I would say. Uh, but apparently he's good to go tonight. After Tuesday, he was asked, is the plan still for Jack to start? And the answer was, yep, that's still the plan. Um, obviously, like I mentioned before, we don't have the ex- like definitive confirmed. But that is the plan. Um, if he doesn't go tonight, though, like if he still is, has some general soreness and they have to go back to Shalgren, then would you be worried? Two games. I Well, then it would be three games. Three games in a row. I'd be, I mean, I'm when I hear that he's out with general, when I've heard of the first time, I'm just like, eh, this is not ideal. Um, 
I, just, I think that, I have a lack of trust sometimes when it with these teams when they're like when they talk about injuries. You know what I mean? Like like a lot of these things, like oh yeah, it just banged up a little bit, and the next thing you know, he's out for you know six to eight weeks. Yeah, Las Vegas Golden Knights about that one. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? So I I just don't know the severity of Campbell's injury, and, and hopefully you know I'm overthinking it, and it is legitimately just you know, general soreness, whatever that means, just a little fatigue. Um, but I think it'll be a, a telling how he plays tonight, I suppose, assuming he, he does get the net. Yeah, and I just think I don't mind if they're trying to give him those extra days off. I got no problem with that. But if you're if you're legitimately hiding or not, you can't hide an injury now these days. But if you're just hiding something, it's gonna eventually. There's gonna be a time where the questions are just gonna keep getting louder and louder and louder, and somebody's gonna have to answer for it. And when it, when the playoff times come around and Jack Campbell's not available, what then? Then at what point does Sheldon Keith say, "Ah, like what does he got to say at that point?" Right? Like yeah. you, you, there's got to be. It has there has to be a line where you either got to say he's good or he's not good. Yeah. Not this. Uh, he he's he's dealing with some soreness. We'll we'll wait and see. This is the biggest. This is the most important position that can't be a question mark going into the playoffs. Yeah, there's been a little bit of chatter about whether or not you know. Do you feel comfortable if if Jack has to split playoff games with Shalgren? My answer is no. Like if Shalgren's playing in the playoffs, it means one of two things: either Campbell can't carry the load because he's just you know too sore too injured to play essentially or it means that Campbell got lit up and Shelgren has to come in uh to relieve him so yeah no uh, the answer to that question is no I don't see a tandem working on the playoffs if, if the Leafs are going to have any amount of success here um in the playoffs this season which I believe that they can I really do I believe they can I think this year does seem different to me there are many reasons for it and they don't need Jack Campbell to be Shesterkin or Vasilevsky he just has to be honestly an average goaltender and this team can do some damage but it has to be Jack between the pipes I don't really necessarily feel like this team could go on a long run with a tandem or if Jack goes down you know like I I Shalgren's been a bit of a mixed bag, I would say, and that's expected for someone who's played, what, 10 games of NHL experience. But uh, it it would seem like the playoffs would just be a totally different beast having to play Tampa or Boston each and every night, which are, at this point, the two uh, most likely teams that they're going to have to face round one. So we'll see. We'll see. Fingers crossed, I suppose, on uh, on Jack Campbell, but also Jake Muzzin expected to return um, after sitting out last game as well. Uh, so we'll see what the defensive pairings look like there and who ends up coming out. I hope it's not Lilligren because I think he's earned a spot in the lineup, that's for sure. I would say probably like Justin Hall. Does Hall find his way out? out or you think like, I don't know, man. It's interesting. If he doesn't find his way out, then it's just clear Sheldon Keefe is playing favorites. I'm, that's where I'm going with on that one. Yeah, is that is that where is that going to be your? Uh, that's what you're sticking with. If, that's if Hall plays the next game, it's clearly based on merit, not performance. Is that what you're telling me? Yeah, that's what I'm going with. Right. I, I, and I don't know if we want to talk about this in the next block because I know we're we want to get to that third segment. All I'm going to say is 
Um, does Sheldon Keith put Justin Hall in just because he knows what he's getting out of Justin Hall every night? Um, sorry, ask that again. In terms of the style of play that Justin Hall brings, is that the reason why Sheldon Keith puts him in? Because he knows what he's getting night in, night out. Yeah, he's 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 somewhat reliable. You know, you, you do know what you're going to get. He's somebody who kills penalties for you. He can play with a little bit of aggressiveness. And as long as he's not paired up with Jake Muzzin, <laughs> he seems to be reliable in his own zone as well and, and has a decent first pass. He can break the puck out. So he can do a, a, a lot of things and some good things as well. And, and I think that there's just a bit, bit more comfort playing a guy like Hall just because you know him. He's been around. Um, he was with Sheldon Keefe back when they're playing with the Marlies, you know, so date dates back to that. He's kind of helped them along with his progression to becoming an everyday NHLer. So yeah, absolutely. I think that certainly could play a factor where you just, you know, devil, you know, as opposed to the devil, you don't. And uh, a guy like, like Lilligren or, or potentially a Labushkin who's, who's new to the new to the team. Uh, all right. It's time to give away the third Fourth, we're on our fourth phrase. Sorry, it's Thursday. Our fourth keyword of the week. Uh, if you missed it earlier, you got to go back. You got to listen. Got to go back and listen to the podcast Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And stop I trying to it. trying to guess it, guys. I'm seeing what in the comment section. Yeah. You're trying to guess it. Then Mike could change the wording on you if he wants. You know, That's true. I could. I could. We I haven't definitely set it right up now. yet. I'm just. I have it. not. I have not. Uh, the word that we are going to use for our Thursday episode, the keyword for today, the fourth one in the phrase is, need to look at what the phrase is that we decided on. Ah, the word is and, and, the word is and, which is that a conjunction word? And no. Are we really doing this again? <laughs> Tonight's too late for this stuff. It's what is and? What is and? Let's see. <laughs> that uh grammar lessons word? with uh, Mike on the lock. It's a conjunction. It is a conjunction. Thank you very much. It is a conjunction. Look at me, man. Obviously, my uh Mr. Smarty Pants over here. Yeah, right. my writing roots are really coming coming up large in this one so yeah and is the word it is the fourth one we'll be giving away the final word on tomorrow's episode of locked on leafs um so yeah we'll do that uh tomorrow so make sure obviously you tune in tomorrow uh all right date i need a prediction what do you think's gonna come uh what do you think's gonna happen tonight leafs and caps I can't guarantee a Leafs win just because of how the Caps are playing. But I think this is going to be a close game. I feel like this could be an overtime or shootout potential. Mm. I, I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with 4-3 Capitals in overtime. 4-3 Caps in OT. Let's see what Bet Online has in terms of uh, what they're thinking here. So the Maple Leafs at home are favored. It's 168 on the money line, the over-under at 6.5. So you are taking the – you said Washington's going to win this one? Yeah. So you're taking the dogs and the over in this one. The dogs and the over, the road dogs. 
I believe that Toronto, I just have a sneaky suspicion, man. They're going to go in, they're going to clobber them. They're going to play them the way that they played Tampa Bay and Florida for you know the first time they played Florida, and they're going to play them the same way they played Tampa uh, and Boston. I really think that they're going to go out there and just lay a beat down on the Washington Capitals. I like the puck line tonight. The puck line on the Maple Leafs, you can get that at plus money. Um, that's what I like. I think they'll win this one by two. I'm not touching the the, the total because I don't really know what the goaltending situation's going to be like tonight. But I do think Toronto, uh, the goal scoring that they have, the Washington Capitals are not uh, a great team defensively. They're not a great team when it comes to goaltending either. Um, they rank in goals against. They're giving up almost three goals per game. So I think that the Maple Leafs should be able to, to rattle that off. They're averaging almost four goals a game. So I think they could, they could definitely outscore, uh, outscore Toronto here or, or Toronto can outscore Washington. And I'm hoping for two goals out of Austin Matthews tonight. I want two goals, him to hit 60 with Ovi in the building. And uh, I think that'll be, that'll be pretty neat. I'll be there and I'm hoping to see it happen live. It's a good milestone. And, who knows if he hits 60, does he do the, the hot stick, the OV, the hot stick. I remember that. That'd be incredible. celebration right there. That'd be incredible. If he hits 60 and does the hot stick, just like Ovechkin when he hit 50, uh, was it 50 or 60? It was 50. Uh, hmm. uh, you're making me, you're I know. We're, we got to kind of look it up. I just but, remember the Don Cherry segment that happened right after that too. Yeah, it was a milestone. It was the a 50th goal. 50th goal. Okay, so so I think it'd be worth doing it, though, if he could score 60, a nice milestone like that. Um, you know, the last guy to do to, to score 60 was um, Stamkos, but before that was Ovechkin, you know? So I, I think uh, it'd be pretty cool and, and funny if he if he did that. And sometimes Austin, you know, he likes to joke around a little bit. He's He's got a little bit of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, he can be a class clown sometimes, it seems like. So I, I think that he might. A showman almost. In a yeah, way. that's what I'm for. He's a bit of a showman um, for, for stuff like that. So I think that'd be kind of cool. Uh, and it'd be a nice little homage to Ovi and maybe get a little smirk out of him, perhaps. I think that'd be cool. Uh, all right, Dave, that's going to do it for us uh, here today. Um, I'd like to thank everyone for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the Lockdown Leafs podcast on all podcasts and platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave at D underscore Morissuti. Follow the show at Lockdown Leafs. And make sure that you're subscribed to us also on YouTube. Lockdown Leafs on YouTube. Leave a comment, a thumbs up, um, all that. Leave a comment how many goals you think Matthews finishes with this year. How many goals does he finish with? My answer, 67. What about you? Um, well, I have – I threw out a potential bet on him reaching 65. So if he gets 65, I'll be very yeah. happy. Happy camper. You'll settle for 65. I want 67. It's a bit of an important number for Leaf fans. <laughs> Everyone knows why. I don't have to explain it. But that's my guess. Put your guess down below. How many goals does Austin Matthews – finish with if you're on youtube hit the comment section if you're on twitter hit us up on twitter and give us your answer there um all right we'll be back with another episode tomorrow gonna be breaking down the game against the caps and the leafs but until then keep it locked right here on lockdown leafs